Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get into the episode, here is a brief word from our sponsor and a disclaimer from none other than yours truly. The views and opinions expressed by past, present, and future guests of Zendependently Minded have not been expressed by me, and they may not be shared by me. The views and opinions that I express on Zendependently Minded are, of course, satirical. Come on, guys. If this is a hard concept for you to grasp and you're listening to this episode and you're confused, stop, take a deep breath, and do this thought experiment. If you like what I said, maybe you can assume and you can tell yourself that it's my real opinion. If you don't like what I said, just convince yourself that this is satire, because this podcast is satire. And this is, of course, a character. Nobody would have these real opinions, would they? Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Fat Pussy James Corden, back at it with another episode of Zendependently Minded. Looking at my notes here, I actually only have three current events that I'm going to cover. So this is this might be a, a flash episode. This might be a, a quick episode. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing, depending on if you like listening to me talk or if you want me to just get to the point and shut the fuck up, uh, you could be in for a treat. Anyway, just to give you a preview before I get into it, I'm going to be talking about North Korea missile tests and what they had to say about these missile tests that were set a precedent as far as success goes for North Korea, not for the rest of the world. Um, going to be talking about Saturday Night Live and some comments that Amy Schumer said, as well as other Saturday Night Live stuff uh, that has to do with Dave Chappelle and going to be talking about the midterms and just my whole thoughts and my takeaways from how the midterms have played out and you know some of the things that have been said by normal people and then those demons in the media anyway hope you guys enjoy this episode let's get into it first thing i'm going to talk about is north korea so i i shared this and kind of gave my warnings to you guys, to the audience, which I know most of the time I'm I'm assuming, getting, giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, that they've already probably heard about these things and I'm not the one breaking the news to them. If I am break, the one who breaks all, if I'm the only person that you guys listen to, to get your news, I'm so sorry. I hope that you find God and you find better podcasts out there. But... I reported on this last week. North Korea, they've been doing missile tests forever. Since I was a kid, I remember there were reports on CNN and on the news, on the internet, on YouTube or whatever, that North Korea launched another missile. But the entire time I was growing up, ever since I was a kid, it was always like, missile flew six feet and then blew up in the air or whatever. It never was a real threat. And I always just kind of found it amusing because... I always pictured Kim Jong-un's four foot eleven ass would sit there and be like, Death to America! Press the red button, missile launches 10 feet in the air, explodes, and then he has whoever designed that missile fed to some hungry dogs or whatever like he did to his uncle. But now, you know, after years and years of technology, which was inevitable, especially when you're backed by China and you're probably getting shipments of old, I don't know, might be like decades old military technology, and stuff like that from China, but still better than, you know, B-52 
being an isolationist country and just trying to build everything from scratch. Eventually, you know, the North Koreans, they're humans. Humans are innovative. They're going to make missiles that were going to fly farther. And that's that's where they're at right now. They, they were able to launch a missile that w- reached the farthest it ever has since, I, I, I believe, since North Korea and South Korea broke up. Since the since North Korea became its weird self, its weird form of government, its weird fascist dictator ran country that it is now. So so they did a missile test last week, or maybe it was a little more than a week ago, and it reached the coast of South Korea. And I talked about how that was scary. Also it's not like they're going to be going to war today, but they were able to, for the first time in history, they were able to launch a missile that was that actually posed a threat to South Korea. And not just South Korea, but South Korean allies, including their biggest ally, the United States. If you guys didn't know already, the United States has a, a million military bases scattered throughout the world, and they have a few in South Korea and a lot of troops and not just troops, a lot of troops' families, because of course, some people in the military they when they when they move they bring their wife, their husband, and their kids, and sometimes parents are dependents too. So there are a lot of Americans over there that that could potentially be in danger if the next missile test reaches farther than the coast and hits hits mainland. I'm sure Russia. I mean Russia. You know, there's so many people that that hate America that are attacking and and killing other killing innocent people and threatening to kill innocent people i i get it mixed up all the time but north korean media or north korean government officials straight up said these missile tests were to practice to attack attack south korea and the united states so they straight up they're not even trying to pull the the putin thing where they're like Letting uh letting their own like when Putin let Russia know, hey guys, don't worry that we're mob- don't worry about the mobilization of all these troops that are headed right to the border of Ukraine and Russia. This is just a military exercise. It's just practice. Do not worry. No, they straight up said we're going to blow the fuck up out of South Korea and the United States. Death to America. Death to South Korea. And um, yeah, like I said, this is something that I'm sure not just military, not just U.S. intelligence, but foreign intelligence are constantly monitoring. I'm sure they have shit tons of recon. They have shit tons of surveillance being done on North Korea 24-7. And I know they know that this is a threat. I'm sure that a lot of people got to work when the news broke that that missile hit South Korea. I'm sure they were tracking the missile because, you know, that's how good technology is nowadays. So it's going to be interesting to see diplomatically how america goes about this it's going to be interesting to see you know if if biden make takes any what do you call it any extra precautions or if he he attempts any kind of diplomacy with north korea and kim jong-un or if it'll be the president who's elected in 2024's job and main focus who knows if we're going to continue to keep putting our eggs in the russia ukraine basket who knows if 
that's going to be over by 2024, and then we can focus on Korea. Or who knows if we're going to have to focus on both at the same time. And then also, the other threat, the three-headed Hydra, when you throw in China and their military exercises and their imminent plans of invading Taiwan. So, we have a lot on our hands. I say we as in a, as a broad in a broad way because I'm an American but I'm not in the military so I have no I have no horse in this race but I kind of do because I'm an American and if she hits the fan I did sign up for the selective service when I turned 18 because I had to by law I know a lot of people that I've spoken to that are in the military or that were in the military they all kind of seem to come to an agreement that you know there is the draft it's kind of there for tradition in case they need it, but the military is so large and there's so many members in the military that they probably wouldn't, would never call for a draft, but you never know. You never know. The army is, is having, um, they're having, they're, they're missing their recruiting goals by, I think I saw upwards of like 15%, at least for the past year. And they're even increasing the signing bonus to try to draw more people into joining the army. But I'm sure there's a, a myriad of different reasons for why people are not joining, at least the army, in, in in numbers that they used to. I know the reason I didn't join the military. Well, there's there's more than one reason, but I'm not really going to get into it. I just It just never was my thing. It always was a backup, backup, backup plan. If for some reason I couldn't figure my life out and I just needed to go somewhere, needed something, you know, I needed to someone to pay for school, or I just, I don't know hit the hit the hit the rock bottom one day and then just join the military. I don't know. That was always my backup plan, but life's worked out so far and uh, I think it's off the table, so it's going to be interesting to see how this situation plays out. Who knows how long it's going to take for North Korea to replicate this missile test? Who knows how long it's going to take for them to be able to get build enough systems to be able to actually threaten because because like launching one missile that hits the coast and then every other missile flies 12 feet in the air and explodes overhead whatever that that's not really a threat but like i said it's one missile next time it could be five and then ten and then all of a sudden they have an arsenal that's that uh allows them to be able to at least try or attempt to invade south korea i'm not worried about south korea about north korea by itself I'm not worried about North Korea's threat to America or even South Korea. I'm worried about the puppet master, which is China. I'm worried that North Korea is kind of like the sacrificial lamb to distract people with. Like I like I, I liken North Korea to the little brother that is talking mad shit because the big brother's standing behind him. He's talking mad shit to the bullies because he knows his six foot four bodybuilding brother is going to beat the shit out of anybody he messes with him. That's what I like in North Korea too. North Korea is not a threat on its own, in my humble opinion. And I say humble opinion because I literally don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to the military. But I'm just worried about the ramifications with the puppet master China. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Stay tuned because any any... Any developments in this story and in this saga, bet your ass you're going to hear about it on here. You're going to hear my unqualified, stupid opinion. Anyway, moving on, I saw something funny that I just wanted to talk about. This is like 
such a, a, a minuscule topic, something so niche that is really not that important, but it's something that I really felt like I wanted to talk about because it involves Amy Schumer talking shit about my boy, Kanye West. So Amy Schumer hosted Saturday Night Live, and I'm sure it was in the bottom 10 uh, for the worst episodes of Saturday Night Live of all time. I've never seen it. I've never seen a full episode of Saturday Night Live. I've only just seen clips and skits that were really funny. They're, Saturday Night Live is legendary, at least the old Saturday Night Live. I, I couldn't tell you what's happening nowadays. The only things that are exciting nowadays are when old legends like Chris Rock and uh, Dave Chappelle and, you know, the legends that got famous from Saturday Night Live, it's only cool when they go back. I couldn't tell you who's on the cast now, except for that fucking crackhead Pete Davidson that's never said a funny joke in his life. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't give a shit about Saturday Night Live, but Amy Schumer hosted it. Probably wasn't funny at all. I'm not going to watch it to find out, but I'm assuming it wasn't funny. And then, uh, so this headline says that she mocked Kanye West and called him a Nazi. And it's just like, bitch, I'm speaking to Amy Schumer, but I'm also speaking to all the retards out there, all the surface level dwelling idiots that I know have not looked into the Kanye West thing. I know they haven't listened to his music. I know they don't know anything about him, about his character, about his personality, about the controversies he's found himself in. I know they haven't listened to podcasts where he's gone on to apologize for some of the outlandish things he said or explaining things better than the way he originally put them in a tweet or in an out-of-context soundbite, whatever. I know Amy Schumer's not one of those people that has much processing power in her brain. To be able to actually critique Kanye West in a useful way, in 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 a, in a positive way, the way that I've I've criticized him for the past month since he got found himself in hot water, and got his net worth reduced from one point eight billion dollars to something like one hundred forty million dollars. I've done it. Kanye West is besides my dad. He is my he is one of the biggest most inspirational figures that I've ever grown up with. I've said it many times on this podcast. He is the greatest of all time, at least the greatest of my time, the greatest of our time as far as music goes. No artist has provoked thought more than Kanye West in the in, in the past 23 years, the past 23 years that I've been alive. No artist has dabbled in as many genres and taken as many risks and formed as, as as many musical experiments as Kanye West. And nobody has done all that and has been as successful as Kanye West. Most artists are playing it safe. They play to their audience. They make the same bullshit music that might be fun for the first couple albums, but then it gets fucking boring. They fall out of the limelight, and then nobody listens to them anymore. Some of my favorite artists of all time have fallen into that. Kanye West is one of the few that continues to make music that his old fans love, and makes new music that new fans love. <clears throat> anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Amy Schumer. No amount of Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Kimmel, James Corden, and other late night clown appearances will make you funny. No amount of virtue signaling, surface level commentary, or cringy skits on dead shows will redeem you. You're not funny. You haven't been funny for a long time. You used to be funny. 
But then you started to make jokes that weren't even jokes. You started to make statements. You started to do the fucking, the, the, the cringe bullshit that the woke comedians who never sell out shows, who never really sell tickets at all, that are bitter and attack successful comedians and because they're jealous, because they feel like they, they should be somewhere else that, that they're not because they suck and they're not funny. You haven't been funny for a long time. All you do is you go on stage and you make statements. You pick the laziest, low-hanging fruit that the brain-dead, pill-addicted Saturday Night Live writers write for you. You haven't been funny in a long time. You're not improving anybody's life. You're not convincing anybody that Kanye West is a Nazi. And I would go as far as to say, you're probably doing the opposite. Because there are people that I know that barely know Kanye West, or they barely give a shit about him. There's a couple songs they like by him. They just know Kanye West as the dude who's crazy, who's labeled as crazy. He made a couple good songs. He dated Amber Rose, and he married uh, Kim Kardashian. But they started to pay attention when Kanye got canceled. They looked into what actually happened. Rather than leading, reading, like I keep saying, surface-level bullshit, surface-level tweets, watching out-of-context videos, garbage misleading headlines that don't even include what Kanye West said that they claim is anti-Semitic. They won't include the tweet because the tweet is the worst thing that he did. The tweet is the worst thing that he did. And a lot of people, because of the internet, like I said, the internet is a, is a great tool that can be used. The internet is a tool that's value is decided by the user. Depends on whose hands this tool is in. The internet can be something great. One of the things that it's really, really, really integral for is seeking information. And with the internet, people who never gave a shit about Kanye West before were able to look into this situation and be like, oh, that was kind of fucked up that he tweeted that, but that deserves him to get his entire net worth reduced in a heartbeat, just like that, with a, with a, with a blink of an eye, has his bank account shut down, and the majority of his net worth and his money erased within a week. That's really what's happening. So people are paying attention. Nobody's falling for this bullshit anymore. Amy Schumer, you're a hack. You can keep thrashing Trump, calling him uh, Orange Hitler. You can keep trashing Kanye and calling him a Nazi. Whatever the next, you know, whatever the next controversy is next week, you can bet your ass Amy Schumer will be talking about it. So she can get some brownie points. But at the end of the day, like I said, no amount of pandering to the overly sensitive pussies that mostly occupy the left and the right in America, no amount of that will make you funny. No amount of that will fill the void that you feel from being a hack and from being creatively bankrupt and from not having made an original thought for the past 15 years. Calling Kanye West a Nazi is not going to fill that void. Sorry. The other thing that, that I haven't really looked into because I just thought it was like a stupid thing, but Dave Chappelle is supposedly supposed, he's supposed to host Saturday Night Live. I don't, I, don't, I think it might have actually passed already, but Dave Chappelle has hosted Saturday Night Live twice. Both times was amazing. His monologues, 
in the 2016 and after the 2020 presidential elections were amazing. They were super funny, thought-provoking. As always, Dave Chappelle is the GOAT. He is the GOAT. It is undeniable he's the GOAT. And also, I'm a little biased because I saw him live and it was life-changing. But also, there was a really funny skit, I believe, in 2016 when he did that. He did like a a parody of that of that Walking Dead episode when Glenn got his head bashed in by Negan. But he did it with all Dave Chappelle, uh, famous Dave Chappelle, our Chappelle Show characters. It was fucking amazing. You guys should check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. If you're interested in laughing at uh, the greatest comedian of all time. <clears throat> anyway... Dave Chappelle, Saturday Night Live announced Dave Chappelle was going to host again. And then all of a sudden, all these losers came out of the woodworks claiming they were going to boycott Saturday Night Live. There were some employees that said, I'm not going to work here. I'm not going to work. Uh, it's, it's, you have to choose. They pulled the thing at the, the, the pussies at Spotify and the bigger pussies at Netflix did when Joe Rogan was facing some backlash and Dave Chappelle was facing some backlash for his uh, his most recent special, The Closer. They were like, uh, Netflix was worse, but Spotify was like complaining about Joe Rogan. You know, there are people that, based off of their tweets and the articles they were reading, you could tell they'd never listened to a single episode of the Joe Rogan experience in their life. The things they were saying were just cookie cutter, carbon copy bullshit that they saw from Twitter, that they regurgitated, and never even bothered to listen to the episode or look into Joe Rogan as a comedian, commentator, person themselves. They just have someone else form an opinion for them. It sounds cool to them. It uses big words that they don't actually understand the meaning of, so they regurgitate it, and then they're like, next thing you know, you got a, you got a sizable mob that's protesting and threatening to stop working at Spotify. And Spotify's like, Okay, bye. That's easy. You're asking us to pick between our multi-million dollar investment and multi-million dollar cash cow and some fucking kid who, some remote worker who works from home and does some bullshit like content moderation and gets paid $44 an hour. You really, really? You're making the, you're making it easy for us. So Spotify was like, fuck off. And then Netflix did the same thing. And it was cool to see because I was worried that Spotify would cave the way that most corporations do when when like 10, 10 dummy accounts tweet at them. They're like, oh, we have to drop this person. Bad PR. This could hurt our bottom line, whatever the fuck. Because at the end of the day, they all they care about is money. And I don't blame them. I mean, getting mad at a business for focusing on money and doing what's best for the bottom line is it's redundant. Anyways, Netflix had a bunch of employees that were protesting uh, outside of the headquarters, all they really wanted was to just silence free speech at the end of the day. They wanted what they wanted. Their demands were that Dave Chappelle's special, The Closer, and all of his specials get removed from Netflix. And Netflix CEO came out and he was like, "If guys, this is and this is something I've been saying, and this is actually something that I, I genuinely feel most adults feel, but they don't speak out on because they have a life. And they have kids to take care of and a family to feed. So they don't have time to fight culture war battles. But he was like, guys, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. It's not for you. Netflix, we're going to defend our guy. Dave Chappelle is our guy. We had to deal with him to make this many specials. He made the specials. If you don't like them, don't watch them. And that's how I felt about every 
form of media that people don't like. I don't understand how this is a hard thing to grasp. People constantly get... You, you, from the, the same group of people that constantly are harping on the military-industrial complex, quote-unquote, and the fact that America has been the world's police and they don't need to be for so long. These individual people try to be the world's police as well. There's something that they don't like. There's, some, there's a cause that they feel, a belief system that they support, that they're a part of, that they genuinely think is the only way to go. Whether it's with abortion or it's with healthcare or whatever. People get these ideas. They marry them. And then they start to push them and force them down other people's throats. And they do this thing where they're like, if you don't feel this way, my way, the only way, then you're a piece of shit. You're part of the problem. So they feel like, oh, Dave Chappelle is a problem. We need to smash and squash out this problem. Stomp this problem out so he doesn't hurt other people. But most people don't give a shit because they're not thin-skinned pussies. They're not surface-level dwellers. Enough with the bullshit. It's like every week I'm bringing up something. Last week, I think it was the Amy Coney Barrett um, Penguin Random House publishing deal that she signed to, to, to write a book. And then all of a sudden you have all these phantom publishers and, and, and novelists and media figures that are writing letters to to random house saying you need to we we care about freedom of speech so we need you to cut this publishing deal with this person that we don't like Uh, it's it's a new thing every week and it's so fucking irritating it's so annoying and as long as saturday night live stands by dave Chappelle, as long as netflix the netflixes and the spotify's the corporations continue to stand by their person and just ride the wave because if you notice the cancel culture gun the cancel culture crowd they have a short attention span they're mad about something for a week two weeks tops including the ukraine russia war it was like a fun thing to tweet about and and talk about how sad you were and to post videos of yourself crying about people that you're never going to meet that you actually do don't give a shit about so you could get attention because you have a void that needs to be filled because you didn't have a father or a mother in your life and you have issues with intimacy so you fill the void by getting by seeing that little heart pop up on Instagram or whatever the fuck the attention span is short and the outrage is short-lived you just need to ride the wave out the odds are the people that are most mad about Dave Chappelle hosting Saturday Night Live besides the employees that are losers if I was Lauren Michaels, I would just fire them all and hire some new people and just ask them in the interview, are you a pussy? If they say yes, don't hire them. If they say no, you hire them and you monitor them for like 90 day probationary period to make sure they're not a fucking pussy and they're not a, a thin skinned bitch and make sure that you actually hire adults and not grown babies. Anyways, the people that are part of these cancel culture outrage crowds, they usually are not even consuming the media that they're criticizing or they're attacking. Like I said, the people who are most mad about Dave Chappelle's transgender comments, they didn't watch the special. They don't even, they're not even into comedy. They don't really know Dave Chappelle that well. They've just painted this narrative, they've painted this picture of Dave Chappelle as some demon. But they actually are not going to affect Netflix's numbers because they're not watching the specials anyway. The same with the people that were harassing Gap and Adidas and Balenciaga and all those people to 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 drop Kanye West. I bet you the people that were harassing 
Balenciaga were not don't have a single bit of Balenciaga clothing or apparel in their house anywhere. So these these companies need to grow thick skin. They need to show or at least pretend to have values because all corporations pretend to have values. You see it during Pride Month. They're all changing their Twitter pictures to the rainbow flag. You see it during um, Black History Month. They change their profile picture to blacked out a blacked out square or a fist or whatever. At least pretend that you have morals and side with freedom of speech. And that will attract consumers to consume your product. Uh, but what the fuck do I know? I'm just some idiot. I'm just some idiot that has a, a medium-sized audience that people are still listening to to this day for some reason. I'm doing something right. Last thing I wanted to talk about is the midterms. So I'm not going to get into like real specifics about the midterms. I've been kind of paying attention to them. I'm not like those people that are staying up all night to see what happens in a race, uh, a Senate race in a state that they don't live in and that they'll never go to. Those weirdos that are constantly tweeting about how democracy is on the ballot, which, trust me, I'm going to get into that. I've been paying attention a little bit. You know, at the end of the night when I'm laying in bed, scratching my balls, just waiting to go to sleep, I'll go check out like, oh, what happened in Arizona? Is Carrie Lake going to be the new governor of Arizona? Oh, who fucking knows? It's really close. Don't give a shit. Because guess what? I, I don't care about Arizona. I don't care. I don't care about the midterms, actually. I really don't care. It's just at this point, because of where I'm at in life, as long as God wills it, I'm going to stay in Europe for the rest of my life with my wife. I'm going to build my family in Europe. As an American citizen, not going to denounce my American citizenship because of all the benefits that I get and because I love being an American. But politics in America now is just two things, entertainment and fuel for my podcast. That's it. It's giving me a topic to talk about right now on this episode. The midterms have been entertaining. You know, there have been some stories, you know, Herschel Walker, uh, he's campaigned as a, as a pro-lifer and then turns out allegedly he's paid multiple extramarital uh, women, extramarital affair women to have abortions because, of course, when you're a politician, you don't actually have any values. You don't actually have any morals. And also... It speaks volumes onto how close that Georgia Senate race is too, because a lot of people, I know some people that are pro-choice, but they're Republican. It's an odd combination, but it's cool. I'm the same way. I'm not pro-choice and I'm not Republican, but I have values that if you if I if if, if you took out if there was a bag that had my stance, my political stances. You couldn't give me a label. You couldn't you couldn't say I'm a Republican or a Democrat. You'd be like, what the fuck are you? Because that's how it should be. That's how normal human beings should think. No offense to people who are registered as Republican or Democrat. I've said it many times, and I'm going to say it again. Every single American should be registered as an independent. Point blank, period. I don't give a shit about fuck. Anyway, there are people that are pro-choice, but they're not really pro-choice. Because they're like, I'm still voting for Herschel Walker because I love Herschel Walker. And uh, gotta vote red if you want it to save America or whatever. So the Republicans are like, if you don't vote red, then you're asking for two more years of Joe Biden and the, the left killing Americans and killing your kids and eating your kids and whatever. And then the Democratic Party's shtick is democracy's on the ballot. 
So vote blue or you're anti-democracy. I don't know. The shtick is retarded. Both of them are retarded. Both parties are retarded. Americans are fed up. The silent majority are fed up. I don't know if I could consider myself silent majority because I literally have a podcast where I scream into the void, especially, you know, oftentimes about politics, but I consider myself, I'll still consider myself the silent majority because I'm not going out and protesting and I'm not going out and physically doing things because that's retarded. And also I'm in an, I'm in Europe. They would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Was ist das? Anyway, Americans are fed up with the tactics of both parties. It's not just the Democrats. Republicans have been acting that, you know, they swore up and down. The red wave is coming. The red wave is coming. I may have even repeated that ironically on this podcast. Oh, the red wave is coming. Don't mess with people's kids. We're going to have a, a, an ultra super, a super mega majority in the House and the Senate after this. That's not happening because Republican tactics are the same as the Democrat tactics. They just changed the wording. Ah, democracy's on the ballot. Vote blue. Ah, if you don't hate, if you hate America, vote blue. If you love America, vote red. It's the, the same tactics, different wording. People are tired of that shit. People are tired of that shit. Unfortunately, in the United States, there have been, especially down, like on the federal level and also down to individual counties, third parties are never going to be in power until we have reform on election systems because there are a bunch of states that give third parties less time to get signatures. They give, they give them less time to, to rally support. You know, of course, when it comes to the, 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 the big debates, they don't invite third party candidates to come to the debates. They, America's, America has a two party system, literally and figuratively. America has rigged, the Republican and Democratic Party have been threatened by third parties a couple times to the point where laws were literally changed to prevent any third party candidate from ever actually gaining any momentum or power within the United States government. So, unfortunately, people are stuck. They're stuck between two choices. These are the two choices, in my opinion. One, pick from the crop. Uh, with with the midterms, this is the example I'm going to use. Pick from the crop of guys and girls that are running in your county that you're registered to vote for. It's a flip of a coin. Actually, you have better odds of having shitty candidates and a bad crop to choose from that will lead you to choose option two, which is not voting at all. A lot of people do not vote for a plethora of reasons. And they sh- also, by the way... This whole thing of go out and vote, it's been, ha- you know, this this movement of cramming the idea of voting down everybody's fucking throat has kind of built built up steam. I, I want to say it started in like 2018, 2019. You saw the NBA putting on commercials where you had retards that, that uh, no offense, they can't even form a proper sentence. You had them telling you to go out and vote, telling you this is the biggest election in the history of the United States. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. You had you had political stances. You had weird-ass ideals. You had insulting end-zone messages in the NFL that end racism. Letting the fans know, 
hey, you're too fucking stupid to know that racism is bad. So we're going to remind you, all you dumb racists, all you stupid pieces of shit racists. We want to let you know in 2022 that racism is alive and we need to end it. We need to end racism. You have that bullshit. And then you just have everybody on social media letting you know, oh, I voted. Here's my sticker on my profile picture. I want to let you know that I voted. You know why people do that? You know why people do that? Because they need, because they're insecure and they need reassurance from strangers on the internet. They want to let people know, I voted, I voted. And you know, you know I'm right about this. You can go on your uh, your social media. You know what political party 99% of the people who put the I voted frame on their Facebook profile picture or put it, or put it in their bio that they voted You know 99% of them are leaning a certain way politically. Enough with the shit. Enough with the pushing and telling people to vote. Fuck off. You're not fooling anybody. Your tactics of the democracies on the ballot, if you don't vote D, then you're anti-democracy. If you don't vote red, then you're asking for more destruction of America because of Biden. Fuck off. That shit doesn't fool people anymore. And no, it's not a privilege to abstain from voting. Voting is a right just as much as abstaining from voting is a right. People choose not to vote for a plethora of reasons. No interest, lack of understanding of politics, lack of time to research issues and politicians because they have a life and a career and they don't have time for that shit. People cannot vote just as much as they can vote. It goes both ways. People do not have to vote and you trying to force people to vote actually backfires because there are people that I know genuinely that have never been interested in politics. They've never understood politics. They don't understand how the government is government works because either A, it wasn't taught in school, or B, it was taught in school in a horrible way that made it boring, and I think they did that on purpose. I think they did that on purpose. I think the public education system is designed to not actually educate normal people on politics. It makes it unrelatable, and when a kid can't see themselves being an astronaut or being a physicist or being a scientist, they're not going to seek that career out. It's the same with politics. When kids can't see themselves as politicians, they're like, fuck this shit. This is, this is way far away. This is a, this is an otherworldly idea. I don't understand politics. I don't really like politics. It's boring to me. I don't care what happens with the, with amendment 25B to the Arkansas constitution that allows, yeah, out-of-season hunting in the the crop fields or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. Most people, most people don't. They just pretend to. You think, you think these people that are begging and forcing, they're, they're, they're shoving the go out and vote thing down your throat. Do you think they actually have researched any of the issues that they're voting on for their individual counties? No, they don't. I'm telling you right now that they don't. I'm telling you right now. I have friends and family members that are voting in the midterms to virtue signal. That's the only reason they're voting. And there are a lot of people that vote because they feel like they are bringing about change. And that's a good thing. That That's always a good thing. When you feel like you, whether you're actually making a change or not, doesn't matter. Because if it gives an individual person hope for progress or it gives them comfort, I mean, that that's, that's good in, in and of itself. I am still registered, unfortunately, in El Paso County, Colorado. So, 
When I lived in Colorado, I wasn't old enough to vote. By the time I moved, by the time I moved to Europe, and I was finally old enough to vote in the 2020 presidential election, it sucked because I wasn't old enough to vote in the midterms, so my vote was damn near useless, if not completely useless. And then now, Colorado has delved so far into a shithole, poo-poo, void of liberal garbage. It's too far gone that I don't give a shit about what happens in Colorado Springs. So, I literally could care less what happens in El Paso County. The things that they were voting on, the issues they were focusing on in the midterms in Colorado were so fucking stupid when... The education system is dog shit there. The roads are falling apart. Every time I go there and get a rental car, I'm afraid that I'm going to fucking pop six tires because of how garbage the city is, how much it's been falling apart since everybody and their mom from the West and East Coast has been moving there in the past 15 years. Colorado used to be my favorite place on earth, and I could give a shit less what happens to Colorado now. I only hope, for the sake of my family and friends that live there, that it gets, you know, trends the right direction but Colorado Springs and the rest of Colorado is just going to become another one of those beautiful hidden gem places that got ruined by dumbasses who ruined their old home aka California and decided oh, it's time to get away from this psycho city because I'm tired of getting poop smeared on my windows and uh, homeless people uh, trying to stab me with a rusty fork every day when I go to work it's time to go move Oh, I heard Colorado's beautiful. Let's go there. But let's bring the bullshit that ruined our home the first time. And let's vote on it and let's get it passed so we can ruin another city. They're not doing that purposely. They're doing it inadvertently, but it's happening. It's happening. And people who grew up in Colorado have to sit and watch their beautiful, their once great, beautiful state fall apart. So, fuck the midterms. Fuck all the people that push their ideals. Whether it's something really specific, like if you're a woman and you're pro-life, then you hate yourself. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, like that dumb, that dumb, I almost used a, a really, really offensive word and I'm glad I caught myself. That dumb bitch on The View that was saying, that was reading off some statistic that said that uh, middle-aged women are voting Republican in the midterms more than they were last time and she was like, it's kind of like bugs being pro bug spray or pro raid or some shit. It's like, bitch, fuck off. So when you when you when you push stuff like that, or you just push things as as general as go out and vote, you're doing you're you're, you're actually having the opposite effect. So I guess keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Because if you feel that the two choices, because as I explained. It's only ever going to be Republican and Democrat until there's actual reform and people just don't vote. You ever thought about what happens if just people didn't vote? Probably those in power would find some kind of loophole that would say, oh, I guess we get to stay in power and uh, forget forget term limits. We're going to be here for a fifth term or whatever. When, when, when you feel as an individual that the representatives and the crops, the, the, the crop that you get to choose from in the midterms and the presidential elections when you feel that they don't represent you and what you want for your community and for your family and your friends it's fine to not vote that's how i felt the choices were so awful in the midterms 
in Colorado that I was like, is it even worth going through this trouble? Because also, I told you guys about how I was able to vote overseas for the presidential election and how the voting system either glitched or was hacked and it registered that I attempted to vote three times with three different answers. And there was an investigation done. I already explained this. Of course, I didn't get in trouble because I didn't do it intentionally. It was either hacked or it was a just a, a voting machine error, which I, I'm leaning more towards the voting machine error because I'm not one of those stop the steal folks. Anyway, stop trying to force people to choose the lesser of two evils. Enough of the lesser of two evils argument. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. If you f Here's how I feel. And this is, and you can look at my voting record. I mean, it's not public. It's not public at all. But in the 2020 presidential election, I voted third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. I voted for some odd parties. I voted for some parties that got 600 votes. But if I feel that that candidate reflects my values and my beliefs and my morals, I don't give a shit if they have no chance of ever winning. I'm going to vote for them. Enough of the lesser of two evils argument. You can do none of the evils if you want and not vote. And I, I encourage people to do as they please. Vote if you want to. Tweet about how you voted six times and put it in your bio and get it tattooed on your forehead that you voted if you want to. Or don't vote if you don't want to. You're a fucking American. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Exercise that freedom while we still have it. Anyways, I made this episode so much longer than I intended. I hope you guys were able to stick with it. I hope you were able to follow my crazy train of thoughts that, that go all over the place. And I hope you got something from this episode. Positive, negative, or neutral. As I said, I will always spin neutral and negative feedback, comments, and criticism. And I will spin it and make it positive. Just for my own sake. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the feedback, the comments, the DMs. Thank you for participating in the polls and the questionnaires that I do every week. I'm going to continue doing that because it's really fun. It's a way for me to interact with the audience. And I have some exciting things in the works. I'm going to kind of refix my setup because ever since I got a an actual rig, an actual desktop computer, I, I haven't been able to, or it's not been able to, I've just been too lazy. I haven't set up my lighting and my video camera, but there will be video podcasts soon and that will be the norm. I'm going to do like I did before. There will be a video format, uh, a video podcast and an audio podcast of the same episode each week on Spotify. So you can watch the video only on Spotify, not going back to YouTube. Fuck YouTube. They took down one of my episodes uh, uh, like a year ago, and they were wrong. They knew they were wrong. I appealed it, and I told them that I'll accept their apology in Bitcoin, and they deleted it. <laughs> they didn't They didn't accept my appeal. So fuck YouTube. Anyways, of course, merch. I am setting up my shop right now. I'm setting up my Etsy shop. I'm setting up. Don't worry, guys. Merch will be available early next year. I promise. Anyways, as always, stay safe. Stay away from those crazies out there. Catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you.